Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, <laughs> extremely hardworking, <laughs> super smart, Disney sports-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Well, thank you so much, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We were recording yeah. this episode on Sunday, January 31st, 2021, the wow. very last day of January. We're moving into a brand new month, probably by the time many of you actually listen to this episode. <laughs> right. Wow. Exciting. This month just kind of flew by. Yeah. The most exciting thing is that the month we're about to move into is the month where we're going to have a wonderful little trip Yay. out to a little Disney place out on the <laughs> East Coast that we are extremely excited about. And we've been uh, planning a lot of things for four months now, but especially it's ramping up over the last couple of weeks. Right. And uh, definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing some family too. So so it's going to be a great time. Yep. Family. Of course, when we're talking about family, we're talking about Disney. It's, you know, with Mickey, <laughs> Minnie, Goofy, the whole entire family. Now right. we have some of Michelle's family we're uh, planning on seeing as well. But mostly we're just looking to get have some time, get some Disney fun again. It's been a long time since we've had it any, has. you know, I mean, we, we always have Disney fun. I mean, right. the show, we consider Disney fun, but I mean, visit to the park, you know, Disney cruise, anything like right. that, Disney fun. It's been a long time. Yes. And uh, so totally, you're totally right. Looking forward to that. And anxiously awaiting getting to the parks yes we are very much and um we'll be talking a little bit more about that next week because we have some because uh, that'll be leading up to the vacation so we'll want to talk a little bit more about that but today we want to move on and talk about today's topic and but first we want to let you know that you can find our podcast most everywhere you can get podcasts over the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there you can sign up for our newsletter. Yes, and if you had signed up for the newsletter last week, you were the first to find out a little tidbit we dropped this week. You were the first to see our brand new logo our for hashtag Real Men Love Frozen that we created now on our Spreadshirt shop, easy for me to say, yeah. uh, where you can find all sorts of merchandise. Yes, of course, t-shirts, Spreadshirt shop, uh, but there's all sorts of like mugs and water bottles and hats and all sorts of stuff that if you want to express your love like I have, and Michelle has, even though she's not a real man, um, <laughs> If you want to show your love for hashtag real men love frozen, it's a great way to do it. Right. And it was a great logo. You did an awesome job. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah. uh, please go check that out. Uh, also, another way you can get, be in touch with us is through our social media. After we put it out on uh, our newsletter, we did later put it out on social media. And if you ever want to see what we have going on out there, you can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. Hopefully you're checking out some of these episodes on YouTube because we enhance them a little bit <laughs> with some photos. One, you can see us and see how lovely Michelle <laughs> is. And she's wearing, by the way, one of our newer Logo Gear t-shirts today. You'll be able to see that on our, our YouTube uh, video of this episode. Uh, but it's just kind of it's just kind of a fun way. We have pictures out there of some of the stuff we're talking about. So just kind of enhances the, the podcast in other ways. Yeah, you do a great job when you put in the 
those images to help really, you know, solidify some of the things that we're describing may not always be easy enough to just use words to describe. So it's awesome that you put those pictures in Thank as you. well. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And uh, just another way, again, another way to uh, be more involved with the show. And if you ever want to find us on YouTube, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures podcast, hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We love hearing from you and uh, we enjoy the interaction. If you ever have any questions for us, let us know. Yes, uh, absolutely. We Even if you just want to say hi, we love hearing True. from all of you out there. Um, hit us up at our Gmail account and tell us whatever you want. You know, if you want to say hi, you want to see if we're going to be uh, you know, at the parks at the same time you are, or if you want to have input in uh, some of our, uh, you know, our different episodes, we'd love to hear. Even if you want to suggest a, a topic, we always love that very sure. much. So uh, I want to talk a little bit before we get into some of our main episode today about some more stuff on Disney Plus. And of course, we have to start as we have for the last several weeks with WandaVision right. because once again, and again, we're not going to give any spoilers, but episode four completely ramped it up to a, an entirely different level right. and what's going on with this show. And there's just so many cool things and cool characters and intriguing things storyline that's involved with this show and we are just completely locked into it right Michelle? Oh definitely and you're right it really did ramp up it was I think it was good timing mm -hmm. I think um, you know when you look at some of the comments on social media some of the people who were trying to get into it um, didn't see much a storyline to it and were kind of like anxiously awaiting some more information uh, if you watch the first several episodes there's a lot of great easter eggs there's a lot of great um mystery to it even though it has some kind of funny little parts to it you do get kind of an air of foreboding mm -hmm. something is am amissed and yeah, very much so <laughs> right very much so you know so it is intriguing but it was nice this this last episode that you you know really started to get a little bit better understanding of kind of what's going on maybe a little yeah. bit yeah it, it actually there's a lot of things that happened in the first three episodes that kind of get tied together mm -hmm. uh with episode four and we're just going i, I think we're going to steamroll through the next right. several episodes from here because it's it's really going to start moving now if you were worried about it maybe you watched the first episode or two thought it was moving a little slowly for you um make your way through it, get to episode four, because I believe it's really going to pick up from here. And I really, and I've mentioned this before in other shows, I really think this is going to be the major building block as to what's coming uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm -hmm. here in the future. And I, I put something out there interesting on Twitter. Now, I'm not going to give it away here, but just a little theory I have of a certain character that could possibly show up right. later on in the show that I just, it just struck me as like, this is a serious possibility now i don't want again i'm not going to give any spoilers away as to what happened in episode four but uh if you want to find that go search our twitter account and mm -hmm. check that out because i it was uh i don't know and, and again it's just a speculative thing but I, right. I i thought it's very plausible that this could happen in yeah the future. when you mentioned it it made sense for yeah. sure so. yeah so so wandavision great again still hooked into it mm -hmm. love it so much love it more now than and we loved it before we love it now right. more now than ever and just can't wait till the next episode comes out here next friday now another thing we watched and it wasn't the first time we watched it we've it was 
the second or third time that we've watched it, but I think we both agreed that um, I'm watching it a second or third time. We've enjoyed it even more, and that's Soul. Mm -hmm. Watched it the first time, really loved it. As a matter of fact, we tweeted out there that this could be not only the winner of the Best Animation uh, Academy Award this year for a film, um, I I suggested that maybe it could even be a Best Picture nominee. And uh, some of that kind of played out this week in that it was named to the AFI Top 10 Films of the Year. So, um, you know, that you want to lead into that, that's a possibility. But I think watching it again, um, really, you know, because the first time we saw it, you know, I was enjoying it, just taking it all in, loving the music, loving some of the wonderful animation, especially in, you know, New York City and all around there. But um, seeing some more of the details, some more key plot line, you know, details that uh, were through it, uh, just really enhanced it that much more for me. I don't know about you, Michelle. Oh, definitely. You could see, uh, you could better appreciate some of the relationships because you kind of already had an idea how they intermingled when it was first rolling out. It's like, how are they getting along? Are they getting along? Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it really did. You know, watching it a second time, you got to appreciate it a little bit more. And I just, you know, I, I think I took more to heart near the end, uh, the simple message that it really had at the end that you know, hey, you know, obviously life is one great thing, but it's also those little moments in life, you know, and, and finding them. And especially, I think that's important right now. Right. Is you know, it can be tough. You know, if you look at the overall encompassing thing that's going on, mm-hmm. of course, in our country, but in the world, and and take forever, whatever portion of what's going on as part of that right now. But if you take those little moments of joy, and you know, and look at them, and and really appreciate them, uh, it just enhances your life so much more. Right. You know and the message of living each day to the fullest and, you know, appreciating things throughout the day. And like you said, I mean, with with everything that's going on, you know, you might feel like you have a purpose, a direction, and things keep changing and you have to keep kind of swiveling a different way Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so this was a really, like you said, timely message to say, just take the moments to reflect on what is good happening and enjoy those mm-hmm. things. So. Exactly. Uh, find those great moments because they're all around you every day. I'm not saying that every day is a great day and we all have right. bad days, uh, but there's little pieces of joy that you can find that you can celebrate uh, that will help bring you up. Disney's a big part of that. Right. You know, I think that's it. That's part of why we do this podcast. This podcast is one of those highlights of all of our weeks. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. So. It's uh, fun doing it with you. Oh, I can't tell you how fun it is doing this show <laughs> oh, with you, honey. Uh, it's just been a wonderful, you know two and more than two and a half years of doing it with you it's just it's the bright spot of our my week for sure mine too so so, uh let's get to that bright spot of our (laughs) week uh we have lots of stuff for you today including uh if you think that disneyland annual pass you had when the parks closed is now useless well we have some somewhat good news for you (laughs) Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh if you're looking for a way to jazz up your next Walt Disney World trip <laughs> with, with jazz, jazz hands. hands. Uh, <laughs> jazz. It's jazz, not jazz hands. A little <laughs> bit different, but I uh, gotcha. Uh, if you're looking to jazz up your next Walt Disney World trip, we have some uh, cool information for you. And Disney announces the reimagining of a classic attraction. But let's get to our main topic of the week.
So yeah, so with the super game that's coming up this week <laughs> that we may enjoy a big bowl of chips while watching. <laughs> We thought to kind of lead up to this week as we're getting ready for that game and with featuring a team that is not that far from actually the Walt Disney World right. Resort where they play their games, you know, and actually that's where the the big game is happening right. is not that far from the Walt Disney World Resort. We thought we'd kind of look at uh, some of the, you know, the things that Disney has done involving sports. I mean... Uh, they've been really entrenched within the the sports mm-hmm. universe for quite a long time. Of course, there's great shorts, animated shorts. Right. There are some really wonderful and heartwarming, based on a true story, uh, sports films. films. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we kind of thought we'd go through that, and then we're going to give kind of our five favorite list of some of those that we really enjoy very much. But before we do that, I wanted to go through just a small piece of Disney sports history. You know, I mean, there's a lot out there and I didn't, I don't do Michelle's type of research. <laughs> I mean, I really don't, but I did look at but in a few things that, you know, kind of ties Disney in mm-hmm. with sports. And I kind of wanted to go through a few things that they've done cool. uh, more recently that, you know, and how they've become much more entrenched within the sports mm-hmm. world within the last several decades. So uh, I'm going to start with, you know, I mean, it, it, tying in with that game, with the Super Bowl mm-hmm. that's coming up here, Disney became famous for, you know, having one of the game's best players off in the game MVP saying, I'm going to Disneyland yeah. or I'm going to Disney World. That started back in 1987 at the, uh, that was the Super Bowl between the uh, New York Giants and I want to say it was the Denver Broncos. I'm trying to remember who that, who they played. I just know it was the New York Giants. I was actually at that game, by the way. Wow. Lucky. I was blessed enough to be able to be to that game. That was at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena out here in Southern California wow. at the time. So uh, Phil Sims was the one who was the first to ever say it and they've had it Ever since, like I said, it's usually the MVP. Sometimes it's another player who does really well within the game. But it was, you know, you just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disney World. And then, uh, you know, more recently, they would often, um, you know, fly that person out there and they'd have a parade and celebrate right. them at the, the parks. Yeah. I mean, somebody actually did say that um, to, I think it was Michael Eisner. Um, but. I think it was, if I remember correctly in this, I'm, I didn't do the research. I wasn't aware we were going to do this and I love it. Um, but I believe I remember hearing it was actually Michael Eisner's wife who said this would be a good thing yeah, to do. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I didn't look into the complete details right. of it, but I think that's correct. And so I think she was the one that gave that idea to carry that on year after year. Right. So that was a, one of the big, biggest And most noteworthy, uh, you know, especially into the football world, Mm -hmm. the way Disney kind of entrenched themselves within it. But they've also owned a couple of professional teams in other sports as well. In 1992, they acquired the rights to the NHL expansion franchise. Uh, They began play in 1993 as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, based, of course, on the film franchise. And uh, they owned that team until uh, 2005. And then later, the other the person that bought them uh, renamed them just the Ducks. They cut out the Mighty part of it. Um, and they ended up going on to win a Stanley Cup. Right. Uh, in 1997, they purchased the then California Angels, also in Anaheim as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, renamed them the Anaheim Angels, as a matter of fact. Uh, they renovated Anaheim Stadium, which uh, if you know anything about uh, Southern California, Orange County, uh, 
that stadium had been, it used to be a, like more of a baseball park. And then they built it up into a multi-use stadium. One of those big giant bowl stadiums, right. you know, because that's when they had the LA, well, they were the, yeah, they were still the LA Rams there, even though they played at Anaheim mm-hmm. at that point. And then the Rams moved to St. Louis. Right. And so it was just the angels playing in this giant, you know, ugly stadium. So right. the uh, Disney company put money into it, um, got a sponsor and they, you know, they shrunk it down, made it a little more intimate. They added that big rock pile out there that you can kind of see out in center field to this day. That really is reminiscent of like big thunder mountain right. and frontier land. Uh, there's a reason for that. That's because Disney built it. And uh, so it, it really, you know, it looks great. Been there since they've renovated. I actually love that ballpark. It's no, Petco Park out here in San Diego, <laughs> but it is a really good ballpark. I was there. I, I mean, I, I visited many times when it was the smaller Big A, <laughs> the smaller Big A, when it was the original <laughs> baseball stadium for the just the Angels. When right. it got giant, I saw it. I went there for Angel games as well as to go. like I went and saw a Grateful Dead show there, Dylan wow. and the Dead out there. Um, and then back again when it would, they shrunk it back down, Disney took it in and it was much more fun to go see it when right. it was like that for for baseball but uh so while um disney owned the uh angels uh they uh the angels actually won their first american league pennant and won their first wow. world series back in uh, 2002 uh disney owned them until 2005 and then they sold them and they've gone through a couple other name changes since then also in 1997 disney opened disney's wide world of sports complex mm-hmm. at the walt disney world resort kept that name until 2010 and it was changed to the espn wide world of sports complex as we know it now and that's right. hosted you know so many um, you know, uh, high school, um, you know, Pop Warner, right. college tournaments and all sorts of things out there. It's also there was the Atlanta Brave Spring Training uh, location mm-hmm. from 1997 up until just recently, 2019. Uh, more recently, they've had the Pro Bowl Skills Competition out there. Uh, of course, uh, just this year, they had the NBA bubble, right. which was very successful to finish out the NBA season through the playoffs, crowned a champion. They had the MLS's back tournament out there as well. And in uh, 2022, they're set to host the uh, Special Olympics USA Games. Wow. So that's something to look forward to yes. as, as well. So, you know, I mean... Just a, a few touches of things that Disney has done over the years, sports related. And I mean, there's so many more things, mm-hmm. but just a few fun facts. Um, they, of course, they purchased uh, ABC and uh, ESPN kind of at the same time when they pr- acquired Capital Cities ABC Inc. in 1996. So, I mean, that gave them ABC Television, that gave them ESPN, which was, you know, I mean, it was it's a sports right. and entertainment network. Uh, so they've, you know, they've, they've aired Super Bowls, they've aired college football championships, they've aired uh, lots of different uh, basketball, college right. basketball, just so much sports. You know, I mean, Disney is well tied in with the sports world. Right, definitely. And that purchase also got them Bob Iger. <laughs> That's very true. That's a good point. Michelle, that's the best point. So anyway, so, but, you know, I think one of the things we really love about Disney and, you know, obviously there's all these great things they're tied in sports wise, but is a lot of their films. I mean, Disney is known, especially, I mean, obviously there's the animated shorts that are so great Mm -hmm. that that we love, but they're so, when you hear about a heartwarming based on a true story sports movie, almost inevitably it's Disney that's putting those things out. Some of the best of them, some of the ones we love so much. So we thought we'd kind of go through uh, some of these things and, and discuss the the ones that are our five favorite. 
Yeah, it's a fun, uh, fun topic. Um, I try to be more with football because it's more representative of the big game coming mm-hmm. up. But uh, like you said, there's such variety of stories out there that I just couldn't leave it exclusive to that. Yeah, well, that's great. So. Uh, Michelle's list, you know, it's always going to be the best <laughs> list. So, you know, that's why we always start these lists with going to Michelle. My list is a little all over the, it's pretty standard. I th- I don't think there's any really real curveballs in my list. Um, but I, I think I, I hit a lot. you using a sports term. <laughs> that's right. Without, I'd like to say that was intentional, but it was not at all. Um, but I, I did, uh, where was I? <laughs> you threw list. me on a curveball there. Your list, you said it was kind of classic. That was a sling and a miss right there. Um, anyway, I, my list was kind of all over the place but uh, I, I wanted to hit various various different sports mm-hmm. on mine because I like a lot of different various different sports and I like a lot of, a lot of various different sports movies but again Michelle's list will be the best <laughs> list so let's know. get to her number five favorite Disney sports movie or you know short whatever right. you want to call it yeah. all right so um, my number five is one that we recently watched on Disney Plus, which is Safety. Mm-hmm. Um, thought that was, you know, a, a, a nice movie. It's based on a, it's one of those based on a true story. And, you know, some parts of it might have been a little predictable, but definitely one that I don't know about you, I'm sure, but. I got choked up during yeah. certain scenes of it, you know, and and I just love again how um, we, we've talked about this in the past, how Disney really emphasizes relationships mm-hmm. and family and the importance of family and struggles that sometimes uh, result as a part of that, but it's still an important area that you need to focus on so definitely would highly recommend that football film yeah definitely go check that out it's all about a clemson player who i'm we're not going to get into the entire storyline but uh essentially there was a something that happened in his family and uh even though he was this very good college football player there is some extra weight added to his shoulders that you know he'd had to take on as he went his worked right. his way uh through this it's 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 a really good film mm-hmm. really enjoyed it and it is on disney plus came out just uh, you know is n- near the beginning of the year right. i don't know exactly like that, when it yeah. was but um definitely it's there uh easy to find check it out it's very good yeah so yeah. that's my number five i like it well, michelle's number you. five always the best number i was five. almost thinking it was going to be on your list too. yeah it wasn't on my list it would have been an honorable, honorable sure. mention on my list, but it wasn't on my list. All right. You're uh, number five. My number five, I'm going to the world of horse racing. And this is a movie I was glad to see when actually Disney Plus debuted more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. It was right on there immediately. And that is Secretariat. Mm-hmm. I love this film. I think it's a great movie. It's another, you know, one of the many things that, you know, these Disney based on a true story uh, films are are right. they're based on underdog stories right. and that's kind of what happened with this secretariat you know was kind of an underdog but went on to become arguably the greatest horse ever to run you know, out there i mean he blew away he still holds so many right. records at tracks uh triple crown winner uh and the story is just interesting because you know i mean if you don't know the story of secretariat and of course just like any of these based on true stories there are some you know dramatic <laughs> right <laughs> you know hedging that they do with them you know yeah. to kind of Budget all the way and make it you know that much better. But <laughs> the story is that uh, this woman, you know, she lives in Colorado. Her family and her parents, um, you know, they they 
bred horses, mm-hmm. trained horses, bred horses out and and her mother passes away and her father is going through dementia at the time, even though he's been a long time person in the horse industry. And so the question came up, well, are we going to have to you know get rid of this stable? Right. Um, and so she moves into this, you know, and, and helps secretariat, you know, secretariat comes to them in a way, I'm not going to give away the entire story cause you might want to check it out. Right. Uh, and you know, helps move the plot along. And it's interesting because she kind of takes the reins of, again, takes the <laughs> reins of this thing, pun unintended yeah. there. Uh, and you know, is a woman in a very male dominated world right. that comes to, play a big part sure. in this story as well it's really good i totally enjoy it it's dramatic um i think some of the horse racing shots are spectacular right. um highly recommend you go check out secretariat yeah that is a great movie that would have been on my honorable mentions for sure um you know like you said it, it does really emphasize the underdog can prevail uh, not just in the underdog and the horse but there were like you said um her working her way through a male-dominated profession, uh, issues with the jockey mm-hmm. also being kind of an underdog there, and issues related to uh, his performance. Well, the trainer, too. I mean, there right. was interesting things with the trainer they bring in for secretariat. So. Exactly. So it's one of those stories, you know, kind of like real life when a lot of things... Whoa. All right, <laughs> <Sorry>, Mickey. <laughs> Football Mickey. Um, you know, when a lot of things happen and... and it's something I say a lot. Maybe it's ridiculous, but I, I use a lot at work. It's like if a story was being written right now about this, people wouldn't believe it because right. it's just so many crazy yeah. things happening. And and that's what I see in that movie. It's like you couldn't imagine how many how many struggles and challenges were put to, to test for this film and how successful everyone was right. in it. So uh, definitely check it out if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a long time, I would suggest revisiting it. So that's my number five. Let's get to Michelle's number four favorite Disney sports movie or short. (laughs) Our titles are really complex, you know. That's not the actual title of the episode. Okay. (laughs) So uh, mine is my number four is not based on a true story, but it's a sports story and it's cars. (laughs) And, you know, I at first I thought it'd be silly to put this one on, it did come to mind. And But then I thought, no, you know, they really do capture a lot of the essence of race car, mm-hmm. you know, industry. And, you know, having gone to a couple actual NASCAR races, they really do, really do pull through the essence of, you know, what's going on on the track with all the fans, the, the, the level of commitment fans have to the sport. And, you know, they brought in true sports casters, mm-hmm. you know, and actual race car drivers to do some of the, the voices. So I thought, you know, it really does fit the essence of it. And who doesn't love that movie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, for some people, it's not their favorite of the right. uh, Pixar movies, uh, you know, and that's fine to each his own. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed it mostly because our son really enjoys that <laughs> series, you know, cars too. 
Eh. Right. But Cars 1, and especially the first Cars, and then Cars 3 are, are very good movies, right. you know, and totally enjoyable. They're fun. Um, you know, and, and yes, the, 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 there's a lot of racing aspects that are taken into it mm-hmm. and some really good um, work, you know, animation wise to right. capture those race parts of it. It definitely is a sports movie. I totally get it. So well, thank you. Nice choice. Yeah. Michelle's number four. Well, thank you. Number four. <laughs> and now we're to my your number, number four. My number four is going to a different sport again. And once again, but this one is not based on a true story. This is based on a traditional movie trope of the underdog the ragtag group of underdogs okay you know and that's the mighty ducks you know right. i really love that film and the, the entire franchise of the mighty ducks and it's just you know it's just fun mm-hmm. you know i mean these the group of kids i mean it's it's a standard trope you know there's many movies that have done the same thing going back to you know the bad news bears right. and earlier but this is the bad news bears with hockey you know? <laughs> um, but it's just good fun film you know and uh is you know the, just everything about it emilio estevez is you know has to you know retouch his his childhood you know right. he fell out of love with hockey and, you know go back and try and fall in love with it again you know get these kids together from all different lifestyles that you know have struggled in the past pull them right. together to form this team this ragtag team into uh, a, a group that does really really well and it's just again it's just a good time more than anything else it's funny there's some great sports moments in there and some great heartwarming moments sure. in there as well. I mean, it just, and look, it, it's great. I mean, people love that film. They've talked about it for decades now. Uh, it, it inspired more films right. and including it. There's a new series coming to Disney plus soon as well. That's going to be all about the new version of the mighty ducks. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, right. there was an actual NHL team right. called the mighty ducks. Um, and still the ducks to this day. So uh, that's enough. That right there is enough to make it my number four. Right. Uh, Disney favorite Disney sports movie and or short. Yeah, that that's a great choice. And you're right. I mean, I think we rewatched it. What about a month and a half ago? Yeah, or two months ago. about two yeah. months ago. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'd forgotten how endearing it was. Mm-hmm. So it was. It, it is a fun movie to watch, um, especially like on a rainy day or something. Yeah. Just hunker down and and enjoy that. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a good time. Right. It's just a good time watching the kids play hockey, you know, mess around, have some fun, struggle, right. rally. There's you know some sad moments, happy moments. It's just it's just a good time. Yeah, I so agree. that's my number four. Let's get to Michelle's number three favorite Disney sports movie and or short. Okay, well, um, so my number three is uh, back to uh, based on a true story. Uh, I I would suspect this is probably going to be on your list, um, but it's one that is just, I think, phenomenal. I I thought about putting it higher, but there was other competition. So uh, remember the Titans. Um, That is just such a powerful film. Uh, There are times that it's hard to watch. I mean, Mm -hmm. looking at some of the the issues of prejudices and, you know. Stuff that's still in play today, unfortunately. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, and it it does play an important role in the film, but it's not the only message Mm -hmm. that comes through. And, you know, just seeing how, how people can working towards the same effort can can overlook some things and come together um how people rally against not just the underdog issue but you know somebody who's having real challenges in their lives or you know struggles and and 
pulling together to mm-hmm. help support, you know, it's one of those, you know, uh, films of, you know, being carried on somebody's shoulders if needed. And I just think it's, it's one of the most powerful films, let alone sports films that I've ever seen. Great film. As a matter of fact, it's my number two. Ask me, you know, five minutes from now, it could be my number one or right. it could be my one B or whatever. It's a great film. It's really, really done well. Denzel Washington playing coach Herman mm-hmm. Boone. Uh, he's so good in that role. And it's just, you know, I mean, the story, if you don't know it and you should watch this film because it's really great, mm-hmm. um, is about the, the, they, um, they, they bring together, you know, black and white students integrating this high school. They decide right. to integrate this high school in Alexandria, Virginia in 1971. And, uh, you know, to kind of make this help happen, they decide to make this coach Boone, the, the head coach, right. essentially, in place of another guy who was in line right. uh, to end up being that coach, a white guy. Um, they end up, you know, despite his animosity about not getting the coaching job, um, they ended up, he brings him on as his defensive coordinator. They, or maybe he's offensive coordinator. I have to look back at the film and recall, but, um, they, they go back and they, they form this team, they work together and it's all about, you know, finding the things that make us more alike rather than the things that separate us, that make us feel like we're different. And also while also celebrating each other's culture and, and appreciating that and listening to it. And it's just a really well told story um, about appreciating the others around you and, you know, and empathizing with them and understanding what they're going through and working together for a common goal. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the characters are so engaging. I mean, they are just, um, they're the characters you just really want to see what's going to happen next, how they work together, how they interrelate together. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Great film. Mm-hmm. Love it very much. Uh, we may watch it again today as a matter yeah. of fact, because it's so good. So great film. So that's Michelle's number three, so um, my number, three. number two. So let's get to my number three, which really is a three, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, B. It's all the goofy how-to <laughs> shorts and all the different ones that he did, you know, based like the art of skiing and all of those that right. are somewhere sports related because they're all hilarious. Yes. Yet they capture the essence of a lot of these. <laughs> and some of the silliness of many of these games, and especially to someone like, you know, if you don't know anything about football and you turn on football, it kind of looks like that to you because right. some of it is pretty ridiculous if you don't know anything about the sport. And uh, so all those were, I had to list them all. I just could not just go you know, pick one or two or three. I mean, yeah, some are better than others, right. you know, but I thought they're so, they're all so great. There was even one in uh, a more modern one that came out in 2007 that was how to hook up your home theater right. that uh, you know, although yes it's all about the electronics setting up your electronics or whatever it's basically set up for goofy to try and be able to watch you know football <laughs> you know and the, the hilarity that goes through that you know trying to set this modern technology of the time up and you know and, and how funny that can right. be and we, i think we've all as people who've tried to set up home electronics yes can, <laughs> right can, uh, definitely, definitely appreciate, appreciate what goofy is going through in that film but they're all great love them very much i love that there are many of them are on disney plus and we can check out and they're usually you know somewhere between six seven eight minutes right. long and they're just they're just a lot of fun right well you know now that you say that it kind of links in because my number two is a specific one of that which is um how to play football uh-huh. 
know, the goofy how to play football. Um, you know, and as you mentioned, I mean, it's just hilarious. Uh, I love that they have the names of the teams as uh, Taxidermy Tech and <laughs> Anthropology A plus M or A and M. You know, um, but the other thing that I found interesting is they brought in sportscaster Frank Bull, um, who later became the sportscaster for the L.A. Rams during the 50s and the 60s. Um, and so I thought that was kind of interesting that they actually, you know, kind of like what we see in cars. They they brought a real person right. in to do the, you know, the narration Give of it. That it. kind of official sound, even right. though everything is silliness that's going on on the field. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing that was really cool with this one is uh, their, its first audience was uh, many of the American servicemen. And they wanted to kick off the series that way by showing it to them. So, because it came out in the 40s. So, yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting as well. Very cool. So. Yeah. So, there you go. So, um, I my number three is Michelle's number two, essentially, or at yeah. least a portion of it. <laughs> right. Uh, my number two was Michelle's number three, or at least a portion of it. So, uh, that eliminates those. So, that means we're back to our number ones. And uh, of course, yeah. we do Michelle number one because she'll have the best number one mine will be fine but uh, michelle's number one will be the best number one disney sports movie and or short michelle what is your number one well i'm gonna guess that we're tied on this <laughs> one <laughs> because you haven't mentioned it yet i know it's one of your favorites as well um but it's miracle yes that is my number one You're all right, right. Yeah. yay so wow well, i think this is one of the first time we both had number one it's rare. We had when when he wished upon a star the other right, day. When we did yeah, the, uh, right. Was it uh, songs that shout Disney or whatever? But right, uh, it's rare that we're in sync with number one. Right, exactly. So, anyways, um, yeah, it's it's an intriguing story. Um, love it. I mean, like all of these sports stories, it's not really about the sports, right? It's about the people, and. Um, if you've ever had an opportunity, one, to see this film, but to see some of the other documentaries out there about, um, you know, the coach and how he formulated a plan to really make sure this team could be successful. It's extremely interesting. Oh. You know, he, he really did research how to make a team have the ability, the endurance, so that, you know, you do see in this movie at times the issue of strength building, building um, but the real story is is very much into that, you know, but we see it when he has them, you know, the the famous again mm -hmm. and again, yeah. um, you know, but there were al also other touches of it where they're doing weight, you know, and, and di doing different types of. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, would you quit falling over Sorry, there? I need would to you stop. Stop tackling Mickey. Hand. Would you? Yes. <laughs> Um, you know, so, uh, you know, it, it is really, you know, one of the major aspects of it, you know, and how he looked at formulating that team, not based on who was, you know, considered mm -hmm. the best player, but who he felt was essential for the team mm -hmm. and some of the other qualities that are important in making somebody con being considered essential for the team. Mm -hmm. uh, love Kurt Russell in it. I mm -hmm. think he's just phenomenal. Um, it's, I was totally bought into him being that coach and you know what he brought to the role mm -hmm. i love this film so very much mm -hmm. i think it's a fantastic film and it's a very good i mean again it's based on a true story they do you know take some 
dramatic. They do some dramatic right. embellishment, you know, on some situations here. But Herb Brooks, who was the coach that Kurt mm-hmm. Russell plays, uh, was a um, he, he did help them with the film. You know, right. he did help them create this film. It's based on his book as well. Uh, Kurt Russell, as you said, um, it to me, and it's hard to say. Kurt Russell has played many great roles. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be in my opinion, his best. Right. I, I love him as Herb Brooks. I think he does a really good job, yes. a really understated job. He, he hits the points you need to. That speech before they face right. off against the Soviets is so good. I nearly cut it out for this episode. In fact, I'm going to play it right now. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them 10 times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them, and we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players. Every one of you. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. That speech gets me fired up every time I hear it. Um, You know, the whole entire thing about this film, and you mentioned it a little bit, is the coaching job that he had to do. Now, the Soviet team is so good. They had won the, let me see, but the, 64, the 68, the 72, the 76 gold medals. They were, no one could beat this team. They were unbelievable. Uh, Brooks had to put together this group of, again, and this was, you know, I talked about the ragtag group from the Mighty Ducks. I mean, this is a little bit better than that. These guys were very good collegiate hockey players, but they were from around the country. They're not professionals. They're amateurs. Mm -hmm. They were true amateurs. This is something that could not happen today is yes. I mean, we love seeing the best in the Olympics. So, you know, seeing the professionals there, you know, names, you know, great or whatever, but you know, seeing this group of collegiate, no names essentially come in and knock off this seasoned team that are essentially professionals. They didn't get, they, they still were able to maintain their amateur status because the Soviet, would not pay them technically for playing hockey. They would pay them for being in the military, but their job was to be the hockey team, (laughs) you know, um, within the military. So, you know, they could, they could play for it a long time. They, they were this team that had formed together and was just dominant for so many years. Herb Brooks does 
arguably the greatest coaching job in sports history right. to get these this team together to even though that they had disputes uh, between them you know coming from different factions that right. you know would face off against one another in major collegiate hockey matches these faced off <laughs> another I'm very punny term. today. Yeah, I'm very punny. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, but totally I do. unintentionally. <laughs> yes. um, anyway, yeah, you keep throwing me a curveball, <laughs> sending me off on a different direction. Uh, anyway, um, you know that they to draw them together. He basically mm-hmm. made them, in some ways, really dislike him. Right. You know, and that was not his nature. It's not what he did when he was he was a college coach. It, it's it's an incredible you know look into an amazing coaching performance. <laughs> and then if you just look at the the film itself, um, the, the period that our country was in at the time, it was a very low period. We had gone through Watergate. We were struggling as a country. The Cold War was going on. Um, we'd hit some recessions. You know, right. gas Inflation. was... Yeah. There was just all sorts of uh, issues to go. And it was just this moment, this rallying moment that the country could get behind, right. behind these kids and enjoy this 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 time and kind of feel very American in that we always, whether we are, whether we aren't, we like to, you know, feel like we're the underdogs at right, time, you right. know, and this, you know, w- was just this fantastic moment. And then this film itself, you know, that the, the cinematography mm-hmm. they bring in for the cast, they made sure that they could skate and play hockey right. first. Now, not all the hockey scenes are them out there playing. Of course they have real more professional right. players, semi-pro, whatever, uh, for some of the scenes. But they wanted to be sure that when they wanted to get shots of this group out there right. playing hockey, they could actually do it. So that made the the actual action look that much right. better. Then when you get to that game against the Soviets and the way they build on the excitement as you go through it and the action's happening. And then when the U.S. Spoiler alert for this game. <laughs> when the U.S. goes ahead uh, with still like 10 minutes remaining, the way they build the tension right. of that, trying to play out that last 10 minutes, you even though you know the outcome, right. and maybe you've seen this movie several times, it still is dramatic. Right. You know, they do it with... You know, a lot of quick editing and cuts and close-ups and action. And it's it's really dramatic until the final buzzer right. goes off and the elation of it all. It's so well done. It is a fantastic film. It really is. It really encompasses so many great qualities as a film. Uh, it's also really great how they incorporate the real soundtrack mm-hmm. of the calling of that game you know during the key moments that, like you said as it's building towards the towards the end mm-hmm. of the outcome um and you're right the cinematography is fabulous uh you know just little touches too that were kind of really cool to appreciate like when they were actually going out onto the ice for that game and the captain was like he he uses his stick to touch mm-hmm. each member oh mm-hmm. why do i get emotional? Uh, it's, it is it's yeah. really touching film yeah. right but how he you know he encourages each one as they're going out and how they're um touching all the what do you call uh, it the, western the, union yeah the telegrams, telegrams. and uh, notes that were sent right. which is a real thing uh, if you go back and if you can find there was an i think it was hbo had a documentary right. where they actually talked to a lot of players and that was discussed within that that as um appreciation for the 
this team grew, uh, they were flooded with right. telegrams and letters and notes of appreciation, and they would post them on the wall, yeah. and they would tap them before they would go out right, to the ice. Right, right. Um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, it really showed for them, I'm sure, that it just secured that, you know, they were playing for their country. And, mm-hmm. and like you alluded to a little earlier in your, your notes about this, is that, you know, they did come from different teams that would, you know, be rivals in a lot of senses. And, you know, they each were you know, stars in their own collegiate sports that they were, you know, maybe not as team associated coming together with these people that they would normally be, uh, you know, against. And this really helped keep solidifying that you are on that team. You are playing for your country. Mm-hmm. So. It's, a, it's just a, it's really, really good. It, and it will, you know, again, I, you know, remember the Titans is up there with right. this film for me personally. Um, but they're just, and I just kind of have this thing with the miracle on ice. I've said it back when I was doing sports radio and I would do one of those mail in <laughs> topics that you did when you didn't really want to do much was like to get a bunch of callers in of like, and I would do the, you know, if you could go back, you had a time machine, you can go back and relive any sports moment in right. history. Uh, what would it be? And this was always mine. I would love to be there in the crowd right. uh, for the 1980 game against the Soviets, which wasn't the gold medal game, by the way, but it was the important game right. um, that, you know, to relive that energy, that excitement from the crowd, that, you know, that game that took place within the U.S. at yes. Lake Placid, um, that this would be hand. So I have this, this tie in with it already. And then, you know, learning more about it and the job that uh, Herb Brooks did to bring this team together. Again, um, watch this film. If you can find the documentary on HBO, it's really, really well done. And you get the actual voices of the many of the players that he coached as well. And then if you can ever find also, there's an HBO doc. I think it's HBO again. I, I, I am, I'm forgive me if I'm naming the wrong network here. Um, that they did a documentary actually from the other side, right? You know, which was the Soviet side and all the players and what they went through. And that's interesting as yes, well, because they had to see things from a compl- being this dominant team and right. suddenly being um, upended by this upstart U S right. team. And, you know, they're, you know, I mean the country's rivals, yes. you know, there was a lot of stuff with that as well. So, um, I would highly suggest you watching all three of those things right, if you can right. find the other two. Definitely, but Miracles right there in Disney Plus. Definitely check it out. Yeah. I concur. So, so those are our five favorites. We also got some listener input. Not cool. a lot, but we got some, and there are some really good ones out there. So, want to get to a few of those. I'll start with uh, Dillo's Diz, who hit us up on Twitter. You can find them at Dillo's Diz, and they wrote Goofy: The Art of Skiing. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we then pointed out that we were betting on Dillo's Diaz and or, well, I'm sure we made this answer, Frank Cardillo <laughs> naming a Goofy short right. because Frank is a huge Goofy friend. I right. think he worked very closely with Goofy at times, as a matter of fact. Uh, we pointed out that we would get one of those. He responded, it's true. But now I'm also thinking about Casey at the Bat, which is another right, classic yes, Disney short true. that's really, really well done right. as well. So uh, thank you, Dillo's Diz, and thank yes, you, Frank Cardillo, uh, for chiming in with that. Uh, Tombstone Josh also hit us up on Twitter. Right. You can find him at Tombstone Josh. He said The Big Green, which is kind of right. like, it's like Mighty Ducks with soccer. Right. It's kind of a cute movie. Uh, the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. You like that as well. Cool Runnings, which is another great about, yes. about the, it's kind 
kind of a you know based on the Jamaican bobsled team, not really the, the story, but right. it's based on the Jamaican bobsled team, which is interesting. Uh, he said those all come to mind first. Safety on Disney Plus mm-hmm. was also very good. He agrees with yeah. Michelle there, and he likes Invincible as well. Uh, he said I also like that a bit. Sure. That's the story of kind of a. Just a guy who played street football, played right. a little high school or whatever, and then an open tryout with the Philadelphia Eagles and made them as a, a special teams member. And right. So that's actually another great yeah, story that's a cute as one. well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Keenan from Part of Our Word podcast hit us up on Facebook and said, we just watched Cool Runnings the other night. Great mm-hmm. flick. Agree with that. Uh, Miracle, he mentions. Remember right. the Titans? Uh, he says those are up there among their more serious Disney sports films. And the Mighty Ducks tops the lighthearted ones. Right. So thank you, Keenan. Yes. Appreciate that. Jocelyn hit us up on Twitter. You can find her at Disney Gratitude one Drop the E, add one. She said Mighty Ducks all yes. the way. Yes, agree with that. And finally, Doug hit us up on Facebook and said, I know it's cheesy, but I remember loving Angels in the Outfield a lot when I oh, was yeah. young. The Rookie is another great baseball film uh, by Disney. Uh, can't go wrong with Dennis Quaid. That's right. that's another great one. Nearly made my list. Story of a high school uh, coach, baseball coach, right. who makes a deal. His 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 team his team sees him throw and knows he can right. throw the ball really really well as a pitcher. And they made a deal with him, like if you if we win this game or this championship, then you are going to go try out right. as a major league pitcher. And well, lo and behold, the story happens. Uh, definitely check that one out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Uh, those that's our listener input. Um, do you have any honorable mentions you'd like to add in there as well, Michelle? Yeah, I did. Um, I had McFarlane USA as, a, my as an honorable as well. mention. Um, you know, and then some of the other ones that they mentioned, you know, um, some of our listeners mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, the rookie and angels in the outfield, all, all great ones as well. Yeah. What about you? Honorable mentions. Um, I had, like I said, McFarland USA, which will be available. It's not on Disney plus yet, but it's gonna be available mm-hmm. in October of this year. But if you haven't checked it out, but, um, it's an interesting story about a, a cross country team in kind of central California, right. uh, the coach bringing them together, you know, and they're. Um, you know, and they're, they're having a tough time. Most of them are, you know, they're working the fields out there and uh, trying to go to school, trying to be a part of this team, getting them together. And it's a really heartwarming story. And when we caught, I think it was on a ship somewhere. It was a non-Disney ship, but they had it on, on their movie list. And we fell in love with it. It's a a really great film. And then just a couple silly movies, um, a classic one, the love bug, you know, which is all about Herbie, (laughs) which is, it's It's a a racing movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It's just kind of a funny, silly classic movie. Right. Right. And then another one from, I want to say it's the 70s, but just silly, but I loved it as a kid, is Gus, the story <laughs> of the field goal kicking uh, donkey. All right. Uh, it's just, it's silly and ridiculous and just kind of fun. Right. Don Knotts is in it. It's just kind of this silly little movie, right. but I loved it. I fell in love with it when I was a kid. Yeah. And so that's why I kind of I wanted to put it on my list. You so. didn't have Air Bud. I did not have Air Bud. <laughs> I know a lot of people love Air Bud. Yeah. I've never gotten to the Air Bud thing. I got into the Gus thing, apparently. Uh, yes. you know? <laughs> so. I thought the air, first Air Bud yeah. was kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah golden Anyways. retriever that can do sports. I, I know. Mean, what's hey. better than that? Right. Know, honestly, so. <laughs> so. Great list from our listeners. Yes. Thanks to all our listeners. And I hope you enjoyed looking at this peak of sports. And I hope you're ready for the super game that's coming up <laughs> be sure and get that bowl of chips ready to go and remember you know disney is so tied in and there is a lot of the best of disney sports
Again, thanks to all our listeners who chimed in with some great films and always help us out so much in all these different topics. If you want to chime in about your favorite uh, Disney sports movies or shorts or maybe this is some TV shows or you know episodes that you enjoy that are kind of wrapped around the sports world, right. we'd love to hear them. Please send them to us and we'll uh, mention them on an upcoming show. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, so uh, let's get to our Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with if you think that Disneyland annual pass you had when the parks closed is now useless, well, we have some somewhat good news for <laughs> you. Uh, this from the Disneyland website. They said, thank you for your loyalty and for having been a Disneyland Resort annual pass holder during this unprecedented time of our Disney parks closure. To show our appreciation until new membership offerings are announced, we thought a couple of perks and a new title was in order. Pass holders who held active passports as of March 14th, 2020 are now Disneyland Resort Legacy Pass holders. Ooh. Yeah, so you kind of have a new title. Oh, nice. Yes. And they say for a limited time, Legacy Pass holders will be able to save 30% on select merchandise at select Disney uh, downtown Disney District and Buena Vista Street locations. Uh, that offer is uh, valid from Monday through Thursday, beginning on uh, January. Well, it's already uh, started. Mm-hmm. Um, it started on January 18th and then runs through February 25th of 2021. Yes. Uh, once that offer is ended, annual pass holders who held active passports as of that date, March 14th, 2020, mm-hmm. will continue to receive applicable discounts based on their passport types on merchandise and food and beverages at select downtown Disney district and Buena Vista street locations until the new membership offerings are announced. And they say that's just for starters. They're working on adding more magic during this limited time. So they say, get ready to be surprised, delighted, and most of all celebrated because that's what being a Disneyland resort legacy pass holder is all about. So it sounds like, you know, I mean, look, you know, we discussed it already in other mm-hmm. episodes that unfortunately this is what Disneyland had to do with APs for right. a time being. And it looks like they're going to reevaluate it with these membership offerings mm-hmm. and do something different, but at least they're trying to do something to celebrate. If you would have had an annual pass to give you a little something, even though you're getting a refund now right. off of that, you're not paying for it anymore. If you're on the installment plan right. or whatever the case may be. So they're trying to do something until they can, you know, get this plan in place, get the parks reopened. Mm-hmm. So at least they're doing a little something. Yeah, no, I think it's great that they're doing some, they're doing recognition of having had that, that annual pass. And, and yeah, I think you've said it all. I mean, they had to do something and plan for when they do reopen, how to really manage the capacity limitations that are going to be put in place. So yeah. um, it's good that they, they did put some things into effect and sounds like they're going to continue to do some magic. Right. And uh, we're proud to be known as Disneyland legacy Legacy. annual pass holders. Yes. So uh, moving on, if you're looking for a way to jazz up your next trip to the Walt Disney world resort, like I said before, not jazz hands, actual jazz. (laughs) uh, You'll want to listen to this next story. This straight from the Disney parks blog beginning in February. So beginning tomorrow, Tomorrow. as of when we're recording this, uh, the Walt Disney world resort will unveil several new experiences, inviting you to celebrate soulfully at the most magical place on earth, coinciding with the, Uh, and extending beyond February's Black History Month. These offerings will honor black heritage and culture through music, food, and more. So here's what they're going to be offering. First is the Soul of Jazz, an American adventure, will debut this Monday, 
February 1st, so tomorrow, mm -hmm. at Epcot and continue beyond the end of the month inside the American Adventure featuring Joe Gardner, who we just mentioned from the movie, right. uh, Disney Pixar movie Soul. Uh, this new exhibit showcases historic artifacts of famous jazz musicians inviting you on a musical tour of the United States to learn more about this colorful and inspiring and constantly evolving genre of music. That's kind of cool. That I'm is looking very forward cool. to when we get out there in yeah, a couple weeks checking, checking that, that out. out. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. Um, also, uh, they'll be having Celebrate Soulfully at Disney Springs, which brings together several new offerings debuting in February at the Walt Disney World Shopping, Dining, and Entertainment District with jazz-inspired performances, new art displays, special food menus, and more. They say there's something for everyone to yeah. enjoy. So that's kind of cool as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving this. I'm loving this celebration. Yeah. So they say uh, feature will be four new art displays inspired by Disney and Pixar Soul, created by emerging black artists B. Harris, Bianca Pastel, Arrington Porter, and Corey Van Lu. Oh. Uh, originally developed in collaboration with Disney and Pixar as part of a Hue Unlimited collection of wearable art, the work reflects each artist's interpretation of the film. So that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, I might have to... Uh Bring out our pocketbook. <laughs> we always have to bring out our pocketbook with Disney. Always. It sounds, never fails. Sounds it amazing. Never fails. Yeah. Uh, also, three evenings per week, Motown Mondays, Jazz Thursdays, and Smooth Sundays. Musicians will perform throughout Disney Springs, playing tunes sure to stir your soul. In addition, uh, select dining locations will feature special menu items, including Amaret's Patisserie, offering treats inspired by soul, and Walt Disney's animation studios the princess and the frog also at disney Springs, several retail locations will spotlight products from black designers artists and visionaries well, that's cool i mean i like that they are doing some more things at disney springs especially since the parks do close a little mm -hmm. earlier give you some other options of fun things to do out in that yeah. location things so. to look forward to yeah. especially uh these are all midweek things there right except for sundays the smooth mm -hmm. sundays which is cool it's kind of like a brunch thing i wonder if they're having some brunch Ooh. things along with because uh, there's a we used to go to jazz brunches every right. once in a while which were really fun yeah you know, a lot of fun so i wonder if that has something to do with it but right anyway it makes sense i digress i don't know that that's the case i was just wondering out loud uh and also uh as part of their movies under the stars program select disney resort hotels throughout the month of february will show films celebrating black cultures such as The Princess and the Frog. These complimentary movie screenings are available to guests of Disney Resort Hotels, offering relaxing evening entertainment for the whole family in a serene outdoor setting. So uh, those are always fun, too. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to the, those as well, at least catching maybe one or two. Um, we've always enjoyed them. It's just it's just a kind of cool thing. And the thing is, not many people, even mm -hmm. prior to COVID, a lot of people didn't you know, take that opportunity. I mean, I know right now they're not doing like the campfire mm -hmm. part of it, but um, it is fun thing to do. And they do have a, you know, at each location that does have it, um, which is most of the resorts is, you know, that they have a nice setup for it. So if you have, if you're staying and you haven't done that, you might want to give it a try. Yeah. Especially with the parks closing earlier, right. you know, maybe one, one night go, you know, look at the schedule, find a movie that tickles your fancy yeah. and go out there and check it out for a different type of Disney experience. Right. For sure. So uh, moving on, Disney announced this week that they are reimagining a classic attraction. Mm. This stirred up a lot of things on social <laughs> media. Actually, what? I was a little surprised that it was mostly favorable because, you know, when they stir things up at <laughs> Disney, you know, it's usually a both sides. Sometimes it's 
fairly negative. Right. And sometimes, a lot of times, it's kind of both sides of the sword. This one was pretty taken in pretty favorably. So uh, this, again, from the Disney Parks blog, here's what they had to say. At Disney Parks, we continue to look for ways to enhance classic attractions and elevate the experience for all of our guests. We're excited to share that we are building on the story of the Jungle Cruise at both Disneyland Park at the Disneyland Resort and Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort to include new adventures that stay true to the experience everyone knows and loves, more humor, wildlife, and skipper heart, and also reflect the value and diversity of the world around us. So it's really cool stuff. That is cool. Now it makes sense why you're wearing that t-shirt that is okay. why i'm wearing my jungle like, cruise t-shirt that, that has not today, sports i know it's like okay i guess he just felt like wearing it. it's a nice color yes. it looks good on you but no it, it makes sense it yeah it all ties in now right at the end. right and you know i mean it, i and i get why sometimes people feel like oh there's a classic being tinkered on but um actually when it the parks first open in disneyland uh, 65 plus years ago um you know, it was really more to try to be kind of like a a real adventure type right. thing and be more realistic. The comedy aspect of it was added later. So um, the continuation of at least keeping the comedy part, which I think people love and the skippers and, and things like that makes sense. And, you know, make it something that is, like you said, inclusive for everybody in a fun way. Well, let's face it. I mean, what do we love about the, the Jungle Cruise now? Why do we keep going back to it? It's because the skippers are great. Right. And, um, yeah, a lot of times you hear the same joke over and over again. Michelle will still laugh at every <laughs> single one of them. She is the is the guest that they want aboard every ship. Uh, but also sometimes you get some new ones, some fresh right. ones that are really will tickle your fancy. Right. And I think that's really fun. And so, you know, it's interesting that what they're doing is going to be revolving around those skippers, mm -hmm. which I appreciate very much. And I think that's why so many people were on the favorable side of this because they know that's what makes this attraction right. uh, so much better. So that, and of course, you know, they, there needed to be some diversity changes within the attractions for some outdated stuff that was right. out there within it. So um, this was a quote from Kevin Lively, who is a Disney Imagineer and a former Jungle Cruise skipper, wow. as a matter of fact. He talked about the changes. He said, quote, as a part of this story update, we'll get to follow a skipper and his passengers as their journey goes awry. <laughs> That's right. For the first time ever, the skipper role will not only be that of a live, experienced, and witty guide, but also represented by a show figure within the attraction itself. In fact, the expedition will be up a tree, literally, <laughs> after their sunken boat splits apart and chimps board the wreckage with monkey business ensuing, end quote. Ooh. So uh, I can't wait to see how yes. this story plays out once we actually can get out there and, and, and check it all out once... Uh, once this happens, uh, obviously Disneyland Resort's not open right now. We don't know. I would assume they're currently working on it there. Right. Um, Makes sense. There was no notification yet as to when they'll be closing for the renovations at the Walt Disney World Resort. It's currently, at least I checked yesterday, and the mm -hmm. attraction was still open. And we also don't know when it will eventually reopen with the new reimagined right. story. But I'm sure they'll they'll fill us in as things go along. But just cool stuff. Yeah, I, I, I like cool. I like the concept. Right, I do too. And it's always fun to have something new and exciting to. Do to experience when you're out at the Disney parks. Mm -hmm. So and, you know, anything about the skippers, because we're all about the skippers yes. and the, the corny humor. We <laughs> think it's great. And Michelle will laugh at every one of their jokes. <laughs> they're so. good. They're deliveries. That's the key right. that they can 
they can nail the delivery yeah, of them. For sure, for sure. They are the key. Just the, the cast members are always the key to the magic at your at the Disney parks, uh, especially the skippers aboard the Jungle right. Cruise. They are the key to the magic of the Jungle Cruise for sure. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you that some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we always start with Michelle. <laughs> One, because she has the very best list. She's gorgeous. She oh works my very hard. She's very smart, but she also has the very best tip. So let's Aww. get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you. You're ever so kind, honey. So uh, my tip relates to parking. Oh, okay. And if you are going to a Walt Disney World Park and or a resort and you have an electric car that you need to charge, uh, you probably, are, you know, some of you may already know this, but they do have actual outlets that you can charge your car while you're visiting. And uh, if you sign up for the newsletter, we'll give you details of where each of these are located, you know. But anyways, anybody can access them. They, they do work on a first come, first serve basis. When you go uh, into the parks, you can just ask for directions of where to find those. Um, but my tip actually talks a little bit about preparation. So, but first of all, just want to let you know, the cost is 35 cents per kilowatt hour, a minimum of $1.50 is what they want you to spend there. Um, but actually, you, they, they work through this company called ChargePoint, and it will actually ping you when your car is ready. Um, you don't have to move it immediately or anything like that, but at least you'll get that notification. But my tip is on how to save time. Now, we all know when you get to the park or the resorts, you want to start your fun. You don't want anything to get in way of delaying that. And so um, what you can do to help save time if you're planning to use one of these um, parking spots is you can actually go and download the app, the ChargePoint app, and uh, actually do a prepayment uh, card. And so when you get there, you just use your phone to access that account and move on your way quickly. Great. That's awesome. I mean, especially with the proliferation of electric cars, many more people have those electric cars now. And right. I think I read today somewhere, and it was just the headline, so please bear with me here because I don't know the real story, but something along the lines that GM is saying by like 2039, mm -hmm. they're going or to 35, be... 35, I thought, yeah. Yeah, something like that. They're going to be completely doing electric cars, right. and that's it. Right. So, I mean, obviously, there's going to be more out there on the market coming soon, and the prices may come down. So, uh, more the reason why you should need to know these things if, you, if an electric car mm -hmm. is in your future right and you know you can uh, present right the app is really good also to, to give you information throughout you know not just at disney world but where you can find locations of of their um their locate their their car parking electronic car parking charge stations um and you know we're not here to try to sponsor them but i do want you to know how to get to that app to make mm -hmm. your trip go quickly it is what the disney is using mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's at least it's something that um, you can have consideration of. Uh, you may want to research if the t particular car you have may need a special attachment. Um, I think I've read in some place, but I don't know for sure of this. But like if you do have a Tesla, you might need a special adapter. Mm. So again... Preparation before you travel is what's going to really important. save your time. Do your right. And so, um, you know, get, get prepared and be able to take care of that quickly and move on to having fun at the parks. Very nice. Michelle's tip. Always <laughs> the best tip. 
Uh, my tip this week, uh, since we were talking about sports today, I mm-hmm. thought we'd look into some of the many different uh, possibilities when you for your next vacation out at the Walt Disney World Resort if you want to do a little sports and mm-hmm. recreation while you're out there. Because obviously we know you can go to the parks and right. have a great time out there. There's lots of great restaurants. The resorts are fantastic. But there are a lot of different uh, possibilities if you want to get a little sports and recreation in right. while you're on your vacation. And of course, uh, pretty much every Disney resort has a fitness center. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have at least one pool, I believe. You know, right. Some have multiples that you can go out there and do get a good, good swim in. Sure. Um, um, there are four professional uh, level golf courses mm-hmm. out there. So if you right, want to get right. a little golf in on your vacation, many people like to have a little golf uh, during their vacations uh, while they're out there. Maybe the family goes to the park. Dad goes and plays golf. Right. Go, dad and mom go out and play golf. Mom goes out and plays golf and dad lets dad go take the kids. <laughs> Whatever it is, uh, you can do that. There's also a pair of miniature golf courses, mm-hmm. you know, for families, date night, whatever you want to do. Um, and again, some of these aren't necessarily open right as we speak because of the time, but when things are going normally, right. check your listings, find out what's open, and, and see if you can. Yeah, some uh, things are. Yeah, some of these are. Um, you can even play foot golf. I was going to wonder if you were going to yeah. include that, if you knew about that. Yeah, there's a nine-hole golf course that uses basically a soccer ball, and they have giant <laughs> holes that fit the soccer ball <laughs> in. And so if you're not you know, skilled at playing golf, or maybe the kids want to go out and do this, you can just kick the ball right. down the course and, and uh, try and, and get your score as low as possible. Uh, want to shoot? some hoops well uh, there are courts that can be found at multiple resorts mm-hmm. out there and you can even if you don't want to bring a basketball with you on the mm-hmm. plane or whatever you can even pick one up while you're out there all you need is your resort ID right. and they'll, they'll give you a basketball to go shoot around while you're there uh, several resorts have tennis courts and mm-hmm. volleyball courts and again they'll help you with equipment there if need be or you can bring your own uh, you can also of course we've talked about this before go on a fishing excursion right. at many of the resorts that have you know some of the major waterways around them right. you know you can be on a boat or i think it's at the uh port orleans resort you can even just do it right off the pier right. there and do some fishing as well at uh fort wilderness you can channel your inner merida robin hood or hawkeye and do a little <laughs> archery while you're there right. uh you can also do a little horseback riding right. there if you want there's uh you can rent kayaks or canoes mm-hmm. while you're out there uh once typhoon lagoon reopens uh they you might want to take a crack at learning how to surf they have that there yes. or they also have some open time where you can go out and do some surfing while you're there uh there's just so much to do i mean i'm not even you know going through everything that there is mm-hmm. sports and recreation wise some resorts have like foosball tables and right. lawn bowling and all sorts of other things you can do as well giant connect fours yes yeah they do have <laughs> giant connect fours which is kind of fun as well uh, if you want to explore all Walt disney world resort has to offer just go to disneyworld.disney.go.com slash recreation they're all listed there you can see uh what's available currently what's possibly available at other times and you can also find some of these some of these are free uh uh, many of these have an additional cost involved with them, so you can find out how much that they cost mm-hmm. as well. Set up reservations if you want to do one all through that website. But, you know, just another way to kind of enhance your next vacation, especially if you go regularly and are looking for different things to do while you're uh, taking a trip. Right. And just, you know, like sometimes not everybody likes to be in the park the whole time or, you know, for an extended time. You know, kids love the pools. Some adults love the pools too. And, you know, or, or like you're saying, playing golf or some of these other sports. Sports is can be a real nice diversion as yep. well. 
for sure. So great tip. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. So that's it for this week. Next week. Well, it's February, as I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, and that means we're getting close to Valentine's day. So to get us ready for the romantic holiday, we're going to do another five favorite list. (laughs) Um, We're getting ready for our vacation coming up soon here. We don't have a lot of time for Michelle to do another deep dive into the research, unfortunately right now, because there's a lot, believe me, um, there's some things that we haven't mentioned yet that are maybe coming up that we may be getting into eventually here. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, so it's taking up a lot of our time. Um, so we're going to be doing a few lists over the next few weeks. But um, this next one coming up is going to be all about the expression of love in Disney films. It's going to be our five favorite Disney romantic moments. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And of course, we'll want you to take a part in that as well. Uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, please sign up for the newsletter. And this week, you'll get some extra information that will not be out available for others. Uh, there's almost always some little tidbit of extra information yeah. out there you can find on the newsletter. It's just kind of another way to be in the Hyperion Adventure podcast no another way to connect with us is out on social media a lot of fun on social media with a lot of you out there if you want to find us there we're on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast we do have a youtube channel just mostly putting out some of these episodes out there on youtube however when we do our trip coming up here soon there may be a couple of extra things that we put out there as well revolving around our trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. And if you want to find us there, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast, hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to connect with us for any reason, you can hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love hearing from you and answering questions and just having conversations with you. And please know that we never share your email address, whether it's for the newsletter or that you... You do write to us. We don't share that information with anybody. Nope, just for us to be able to connect with you in any way that you want. Uh, You know, it could be limited. It could be more expansive. Whatever you want. We're here for you. That's what we want to be week in and week out, day in and day out, because we appreciate you so very much. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.